My name is Kanina Porter, and this is my story. So I grew up in a pretty, I guess you could say, normal household. My father was in the military. My mother was a child care provider, and we had a pretty, pretty good childhood. I was raised on a military base, and so I got to go to Germany when I was about three or four, and I learned a new language, and I got to experience some things that a lot of kids my age never got to experience. And that has shaped the way that I see the world. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, When I was about five or six, we came back to the United States and I moved to Kentucky where I spent the majority of my life. I was introduced to Christ and introduced to the church as a as a teen, maybe preteen and very early on. I was raised to recognize just the importance of faith. And we started off with a really, really small church that was probably about five or six, maybe at the most 10 people um, in like a basement of someone's home. And so for most people, they thought that they would think that that was like really weird, really strange, kind of grow up in a, some people probably thought it was a cult, I'm sure. But I recognized and I was able to see like what faith really looked like to know that when God has called people to do something, it doesn't look normal and you just have to continue to do what he's called you to do. And so being in that environment helped me to see that when God makes you a promise that it does come true. And so I gave my life to Christ probably about 10, 11, maybe maybe 12 and I don't remember the exact age but I do remember being taught the importance of a relationship with Christ I remember that I would on my own began to talk to God and to recognize that it was not just a service it was not just a religion it was not just traditions but it was about a real relationship with Christ that I could come to him when I didn't feel my best. I could come, I could be transparent with him. I could keep it real with him. And I realized that, and that was like a gift for me to know that like he was always with me as I grew up. And so because of that, I always felt different. I just knew that like my walk wasn't like everybody else's. I knew that he had created me to be so different and everyone I didn't feel comfortable doing the things that most young people were doing I wasn't interested in those things and so school for me was just something I had to do because I felt like that's what I was told I need to do so that's what I'm supposed to do and so school was just I was there I was just there I was quiet I really wasn't actively involved I would honestly say I didn't really apply myself in school I just wanted to quickly get out of school and so I got to the end of my senior year and I was really focused on just working I was gonna work and not go to school and I remember specifically being at church and being called to the altar by a mentor and she told me that God wants me to go to college because there's some things 
that he wants to teach me. And I remember really just thinking about how that was clarity. It helped me to really figure out where it was that I was supposed to go and what I was supposed to do. And so I did exactly what she said. I enrolled in a two-year community college and still continue to work full-time. And then I decided I wanted to pursue a bachelor's degree in broadcasting. And so I went to a four-year college and really, really grinded to get that degree and decided that I was going to move back home after graduation and look for a job. And I couldn't really find anything that I was interested in. And I couldn't find anything in broadcasting, so I just got a job working for this retail company. And I just stayed home. I just stayed home, and I was disappointed, but I ended up getting a job at the university I graduated from. So I had just bought a small home, my first home, and ended up having to move that following year. So I rented it out and moved back to where the university was and I stayed at the university for the next seven years and so that moved me into the job or the field of recruitment where I got to work with students and work with young people and I got to travel and so I got to spend time working with young people I got to see kids in the inner cities and talk to them and and connect with them and I, I really felt like I found my gift, I found what I loved, and so I was excited about that. And I did that for five years, and it was starting to become very, it was starting to wear off, the excitement was starting to wear off, and I was beginning to fall into depression. And depressed because I felt like I was stuck. I felt like there was something that God had for me to do, but I was stuck like on a level and I just couldn't get to the next level. It was like playing a video game. You keep on trying to get to this next level. You just can't get there. And I felt like I was, was stuck in this role. I was traveling. I was single. I didn't have any children. And I just didn't know what was next. I couldn't find a ministry or a church that I connected with and I just felt stuck and I was depressed and I would I would travel and I would be sad because I was alone I would come home from on the road constantly and be sad and so I just fell into like depression and I remember it was September and I was in Memphis Tennessee and I was traveling I was there for two weeks and I felt like I had a cold and I just couldn't get rid of this cold. I took cough medicine and it wouldn't go away. And so two weeks passed, three weeks passed, a month passed, and I still had this cold. So I decided to go to the doctor and they ran tests and they just didn't know what was wrong. They just said, you know, take this medication. We'll run some more tests and see if we can figure out what's going on with you. And that lasted for an entire year with doctors just guessing, not knowing, running tests until I got weaker and weaker and weaker. And so it was February and I 
was in Louisville and I was traveling to a high school and I was so sick. I remember being so sick that I barely could make it to the hotel that night. I remember being so tired and weak. I didn't even want to eat. And I was really cold. And I remember just barely being able to make it through the night. I just felt so horrible. And I woke up the next morning and I thought if I could just get some food in my stomach, then I'd be okay and I'd be able to make it through the day. So I put on my clothes. I stumbled down stairs to the breakfast room and I get in the breakfast line and I put some food on my tray. And that's the last thing I remember. I passed out. I woke up and I was sitting in a chair and there were three people asking me questions. And I was disoriented, but I remember them asking me to call someone, to get my phone and call someone. So they got my phone and I called my mother. And as I was talking to her, I passed out again. And I remember being in the ambulance. And then I passed out again. And then I remember being in the emergency room. And I remember the doctor coming in and saying, that I was very sick and that was the last thing I remember and it was the end of February and when I came out of my medical induced coma it was the end of the first week of March and so that for me waking up to that having a trachotomy a tube in my throat to help me breathe catheter couldn't go to the bathroom I couldn't talk it was just a very scary moment to wake up to that and that was my life for the next two weeks being in ICU and so I had to slowly but surely kind of regain my thoughts and to stay positive my family was there with me every step of the way and then after about two weeks I got to transfer to a normal room, a regular room in the hospital. And that two weeks in the hospital transformed my entire life. That two weeks was a time that God spent pouring into me. I wasn't able to talk. I wasn't able to walk. All I was able to do was to just spend time listening to God and being and connecting with my thoughts and looking over my life and looking at what was important and not having my cell phone. And he just began to remind me of the calling that was on my life. He began to remind me that I wasn't going anywhere, that I was gonna live and that I was gonna do great things. And so when I think about those two weeks, I don't see them as a negative time. I see those those two weeks as like the best weeks of my life which sounds crazy to people but that was a time that that was special that was a time that just me and God we just hung out and so when I go to the hospital to this day I sometimes think about those two weeks that we had and it was just an amazing time that God really showed me who I was and who he was and that he was in control and so I got out of the hospital and I recovered for a couple of weeks and I got better and I was able to go back to work. And so I went back to work 
and told people my story about how God had changed my life and how he had restored me. And people were excited and they were inspired at work. And um, it was great. It was a great time. I shared my testimony at church. And I thought, yeah, this is it. Now God is getting ready to do some things with my story. And he's getting ready to use me in a great way. And now I'm getting ready to go to the next level. Like in this this video game of life, I'm getting ready to go to this next level. And then I got sick again. I got sick again. And my hair started to fall out again. And I ended up having to resign from my job and leave my apartment. And I didn't have insurance anymore. And so it was just a very, very uncertain time for me. I was, I felt like I was, I had reached a high and then I was brought all the way back down, even lower than I was before. Because now I was broke, I didn't have a job, I didn't have any money, I was paying hundreds of dollars to keep medical insurance, just to be able to hold on to that medical insurance. And so that money just drained quickly my whole entire savings was gone just so that I could pay for doctor's visits and medication and that was a time that God had me write my story and I started to write the chapters of my book and I got to probably about six or seven chapters and I stopped and I thought this can't be the end of the story there's got to be more to the to my story, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stop right now and pause, and and just figure out what I need to do next. So I went and got a part time job, and it was at a retail store, and I hated it because I was like, this is not something I want to do. I don't want to sell these clothes. It was I was miserable, but I just needed to get out of the house, and so I ended up quitting that job because I wanted to go and volunteer and do something that was going to make an impact. So I called up an old friend and scheduled an appointment to meet with her at a nonprofit organization called Youth Build Louisville. And it was working with 18 to 24 year olds who were getting their GED and learning a trade. And I remember walking into that meeting and the executive director offered me a job that day and gave me a weekend to decide if I wanted to take a year AmeriCorps position. It was a service position, so it was like a community service role, and it was just for a year. And Monday morning, she called me and asked me, was I gonna take the position? And I told her, yeah, I'll take it. So I took the position, and the first day I walked into the building, I realized that this is where I was supposed to be and I stayed for the next four years and in that four years I just grew just as a person as an individual those young people changed my lives my life I got to see and I got to learn about their stories and I realized that there was a gift in me to be able to connect with them and to be able to show them through my life that there was more 
to this thing. There was more than the life that they're currently living. And this is how you do it. So I was able to to share that. And to this day, I still feel like I have children that I haven't birthed, but they're still my kids. I feel like they're still my children. Um, But that experience was amazing. And so after I decided to leave Youth Build and to move to another organization, God told me I need to finish the book. And so I finished writing the book and I finished those chapters and self-published the end of 2018, beginning of 2019, the book came out and I was so proud at the work that God had done. I mean, this was a per I was a person that didn't even like school, you know, didn't even really like to read all that much. And I wrote a book. So God was able to use me to actually write a book, somebody who didn't even want to go to college. And so even in that time, when I was at the university, I was even able to earn a master's degree through that. And so I just marvel at God taking just an average student and giving me a passion for young people and a passion for education and writing a book. So I self-published my book in 2019. It's called When You Know There's More, and it shares just a detailed account of everything I went went through in the hospital. Um, and it's just a book that is just my heart poured out on pages for the world to read. And so through that book, I decided to start a podcast where I allow people to share their stories of how they knew that there was more to life than the situation that they were living in and what they did about it. And so that is pretty much my story. I knew that God had called me for a purpose and I knew that lupus was just the vehicle to get me there. It was not a disease that was going to control my life. It is not something that controls my destiny or my purpose. It was just the vehicle to get me to connect with God. And if I didn't go through it, if I didn't go through all of that, I wouldn't have the faith I wouldn't have the anointing that I have now. And every day I walk in purpose because I realize that I'm living because he wanted me to, that I'm breathing because he wanted me to, that I am achieving these things because he wanted me to. And so I see that that is just his way of getting me there. You know, I had grown up and I really hadn't experienced a lot of tragedy and so going through this fight for my life really helped me to know him and to know that the God that I learned about when I was 10 is a God that healed me when I was 28 and that I had to actually take the faith that I had I had to put it in action and there was nobody else That was going to help me out of it. And so, you know, that is my story. I pray that it has blessed you. I pray that you know that there is more in your situation and that God has called you for more. And that there is a platform for you. There is a story, someone who can be blessed by your story. Thank you for listening to my story. If you want to connect with me personally, you can visit my website, KaninaPorterMedia.com. That's K-E-N-N-I-N-A-P-O-R-T-E-R Media.com. Or you can visit my Facebook page, The More Movement Crew. 
and make sure you like subscribe and share and you can also watch my youtube channel it is the more movement crew podcast and definitely want to subscribe to that channel so you can see the latest videos latest episodes and be connected so i hope that you enjoyed my story and i look forward to hearing from you thank you